Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, after putting on a spectacular show, the party is successful in convincing the giants that a terrible dragon is threatening them. While many of the giants run in terror, some become enraged and attack. The party is forced to duck, dodge, fight, and flee from the onslaught, but manage to escape with their lives. Now resting in the relative safety of their pocket house, it's yet to be seen what the final results of their performance will be. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and I have orange juice and vodka. Because sometimes old standards are good. This is still the pear vodka I got from Absolute, and I really do like the orange juice and pear thing. It almost makes me think that I'm doing something healthy, even though I really, I know I'm not. Travancore, what are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice once again this evening is a non-alcoholic thing. However, realizing that doing soda every week would also be problematic for health reasons, my wife came <laughs> up with this. It is a, it's mostly club soda with little bits of lime cut in there and um, also uh, salt on the rim of the glass to uh, emulate a margarita a little bit. Ooh. Now, I guess if you really were only drinking soda once a week, I don't know what you're doing for the rest of the week, but if you really only drank once a week, that's actually pretty darn healthy. But I don't I don't know what your soda situation is the rest of the, the time we're not playing. But that's up to your wife. Normally sodaless. I, I, I live a largely sodaless existence. That's pretty healthy. Bernie, do you live a mostly sodaless existence? I do, actually. Um... My big exception is ginger ale on airplanes. Don't care what time of day it is. That's my choice. That's my hmm. flight choice. Um, but tonight I'm again drinking the Tartastic. It's I've still got a I've got a six pack to get through, and I drink one at a time. Um, but I also okay. had a dinner roll, so I had both forms of bread tonight. Ooh, and yeah, you're carbon it up hardcore. But I did. Um, I calculated it out. I did about 200 burpees tonight at workout. So, yeah, I get I get both. I get double bread, basically. <laughs> and Carlton, are you doing triple bread tonight? Uh, I do have beer, which carbs. And I did have a cheesesteak, which had a roll, so carbs. With tater tots, carbs. So, yes, triple bread. <laughs> triple bread. Tater tots are starch. Uh, but the beer that goes with it is the Belgian-style triple by uh, Real Ale Brewing Company, Devil's Backbone. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's very good. It's very, very good. And finally, Jonathan, are you drinking beer? It seems are you like quadruple beer bread? The... Are you uh, quadruple no. bread? There we go. Team bread. This is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. And tonight I am drinking a drink that I call a sweet boy. It is uh, 2% milk and whipped cream vodka. I, that, I usually like all the drinks you come up with. I can't do that one. Yeah, uh, speaking of drinks that I've come up with, I had did not cite the inspiration for the Putin on the Ritz. It is It was inspired by friend of the show, Lori, and thank you so much for, for help, helping me come up with that name for that drink. Uh, that, that The shot version of the, uh, oh, I fucking forget what it was called I before. But it basically, the Putin on the Ritz was the, the more potent version. Also, uh, if you'll remember, 
there was a member of the of the Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks group, an OG, if you will, uh, Penelope, played by friend of the show Izzy, and it's Izzy's birthday today. So happy, happy birthday, day. Izzy! Happy Fuck birthday, Penelope! Happy birthday! <laughs> Cheers! Cheer, cheers to Izzy! Screw Penelope! Well, in another life, maybe in another plane of existence, she is off doing other things. But for the moment, you guys are also technically on another plane of existence. You are in your pocket house. You all collapsed into bed after a very intense evening of giant audiences. And by giant audiences, I mean an audience of giants. Have the ratings come back on that performance? Well, Do we know our viewership what numbers? Are the overnights? For... We're all sitting at Musso and Frank. Well, yeah, we, we literally have overnights. So, so, so what are they? How did we rate? <laughs> What does variety say? Come on. Well, you don't know. It is the next morning, so you have managed to get a full night's sleep. It seems like uh, the moderns were on watch. You had the horses downstairs hanging out in the living room, and nothing seemed to disturb your sleep. So you wake up refreshed, kind of late-ish the next morning, considering it was just after midnight when you got to sleep. You head downstairs. You see that the moderns are doing their best to keep the horses happy. The living room is a bit cramped for the four of them, and you do notice that Piddleschmick is doing his best to clean up horse poop. So they're they're busy. They've been working, but it's it's not so bad. And you you do you're pretty sure that left outside the horses might have been eaten. 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 A snack. But you do come downstairs, everybody seems to be okay, and as the moderns rush around as you guys make yourself some breakfast, what would you like to do? Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular passes Piddlesmick and says, as you were. And he goes back to shoveling uh, what looks like a, a fairly large turd. You're, so, the, okay. The black chargers make really impressive poops. So so Jonathan the Magimuscular passed Piddlesmick and just came, kind of gave a, hey, it's the morning in the, it's just another morning in the pocket house, you know, as you were. And then he stops. He turns around. Piddlesmick. What are we doing with all that poop? He walks to the door and opens the door. He's been carrying the poop on. He's got a shovel. Okay. You don't know exactly where the shovel came from. He walks outside. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll investigate that later. Roll a perception check. Is it my shovel? Roll a perception check. Oh my god! My my shovel became a poop shuttle. Roll shovel. roll a perception. I know. I'm working on it. Pedal Smith. He is a poop smith now. Well, I'm kind of royalty. Maybe I'm 15. the the svelte young prince of town. <laughs> Okay, so you don't follow him out as he walks on out with the shovel, but you do notice as as it kind of comes to you, where where did he get this shovel? Uh, you find your horse. Shovel seems to be missing from the pack. Okay. Uh, all right, well, you know, it's better than them using their hands. And then you watch as he walks down the walkway that leads to the platform where the teleportation circle usually is. And at the moment, that whole area is just re- uh, ringed with planter boxes. And he is putting the poop into the planter boxes. Oh, good boy. You do also notice with a 15 that because the planter boxes were filled with this really nice dirt that you guys bought in, I think it was Amphail 
a while back. The planter boxes are pretty full to begin with, and some of the poop is landing outside the boxes. And so on the right side, as you're leaving the house to go to the teleportation circle, you see little brown flecks continuously falling from one part of the sky. It's raining shit. Which, as you'll remember, <laughs> stuff falls. We made poo rain. And then right. it I, I remember the nature of the pocket house. Poo rain, so, guys. Some we made stay dry rain. and others feel the pain. Piddlesmick, your attention for a moment. Let's go ahead and uh, let's figure out something else to do with the poop lest we get poop rained. You yeah. guys probably have to worry about poop rain the most because poop uh. is acidic. Mm. And you are metal. Mm. And then you see the three of them kind of converge on each other. And while the, the beeps and the boops that they've been making to you guys have been very almost talkative, all of a sudden the three of them start to converse in what you can only assume is modern, but it is going by so fast and it is such a range of notes and noises that you can't even really grasp what's going on. Are they on. motoming it each other? <laughs> Uh, a little bit. You, you're pretty sure one of them is at least a 14.4 bod. Not, not that I, not that Jonathan the Magic Muscular, resident of this medieval fantasy world, would know what a fucking modem is. But that's all right. I just made a joke that nobody under 30 is going to get. Anyway, they, <laughs> they obviously story. converse with each other. Sorry, I'm millennials. I'm under 30. I don't get it though. So that's I'm a thing. <laughs> a very old <laughs> There's probably people over 30 who don't get that. I probably would get it if I had paid attention to how the internet worked when I was a child. It was the motor. That's all right. And then I was online. Yeah. Yep. So you hear some of those noises kind of over 10 to 15 seconds as they all beep and boop at each other. And then there seems to be a plan of action as they all kind of go back to their separate tasks. Now, there was only this one turd lying there, so there isn't a fresh turd to be taken care of, but they they seem to have figured something out, but you don't quite know what they're going to do. <sighs> this is my life now, says Travancore. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is what happens when you get a fucking menagerie. There is poo. More animals equals more poo. It's very yeah. simple math. It's homeostasis. Every living being performs it. <laughs> more, more poop, more problems. Yes, actually, 100%. More poo, more problems. We have liner notes from that bard back home, too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that bard. I, I don't know what happened to him recently. I'm actually ready to head out of the pocket house and maybe do, like, because I have, a, like, sort of, it's easier for me to track giants than everyone else. I kind of want to head out real quick and see, like, whether there's a big ugly giant waiting for me or not. If, if you're up, Bucks and I might as well come. Like, like Jonathan Natch Muscular is, like, eating an apple like an asshole. Like, yeah, Bucks and I are ready to go. We'll come with you. Okay. So, yeah, we'll head out of the pocket right. house and see how if there's any giants around and hoping that Jonathan knows to fireball the shit out of anything we see if they're right in front of our faces. Oh, no, no, no. The, the jig is up, and I, I am fully loaded, sir. Okay. <laughs> Just the two of you and Bucks, or are you taking the horses? Is it all of you? I, well, what are we doing? All I'm doing is peeking my head out of the door to see Bernie how we're doing. Bernie would like the moderns to wash their hands and make breakfast. Bernie's not going anywhere without a real breakfast. Apples are not breakfast. They're I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. They're sugar. And fiber. That's, so apples much are fiber. a sugar treat. 
fruit contains sugar. And, and you do not go scouting on a belly full of sugar that's going to burn up in five minutes. We are going to have protein and we're going to have a small oh, amount look, of carbs we're just taking starch. We're taking a quick look around. Yeah. And, and then we'll be back. And, You're and gonna be, be hungry here. in forty minutes. I we won't be gone that long. All right. So Travancore and Jonathan and Bucks head towards the teleportation circle. Bernie is going to take hey, a Bucks, moment. You want, make you sure want a piece? You want some? Want a nibble? I'm good. Oh, I yeah, Bucks looks at your apple like, huh? Shadow looks at Travancore, starts to follow, and you you want Shadow to come along? Yeah, come on, buddy. All right. uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular, he doesn't have sleeves, but he does still have pockets on his robe, and he reaches into a pocket, pulls out an apple, and tosses it to Shadow. Yay! Unlike Bucks, who kind of turns his nose up at the apple, Shadow, seeing the apple heading his way, nabs it out of the air and practically eats it in one gulp. Nice. Didn't Good he have boy. to roll for it? Just, just a boss. I love it. <laughs> Good no, boy. no. <laughs> When it comes to apples, Shadow has advantage. So the four of you <laughs> head towards the teleportation circle. Uh, Bernie is going to spend a little bit of time making sure that the Modrons have washed their hands and showing them how to make a proper breakfast with the limited supplies that you have. Carlton, what are you going to be doing? Carlton's still sleeping. Carlton's like, Carl screw this shit. Night. I'm yep, still sleeping. Yep. Yeah, he took a couple rocks to the face. Carlton took a fucking beating. Wait, uh, and the other way, I was like, Bernie, maybe you should... Uh, Maybe you should make sure that Carlton's not dead. Um, just, be, you know, concussion protocol. He's not dead. I'm fine. D- Jonathan, as you say this, you realize that over the the slight noises of the horses and the modrons and everything else going on, it is, you can hear Carlton snoring. Oh, uh, we might also want to address his sleep apnea too, Dr. Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Normal All snoring right. is fine. If he stops breathing while he's snoring, then we have a problem. That's right. what sleep apnea is. You can snore. It's if you just fully stop breathing. So you go out there with your four carbs and or your four calories and you try to track some trolls. Um, oh, we will. We'll be right back. All right. You guys head to the teleportation circle and appear back in the forest. You take a quick glance around. You don't see any giants within your general vicinity. You do remember that you did ride for about an hour to get as far away from the giants as possible. Did you want to head back towards the where the, the giants were camped? Did you want to just check in this general area? What would you like to do? I want to say the general area. I don't think you need to ride. Yeah, we're not going to go far. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular produces an owl treat, gives it to Bucks and says, hey, buddy, go up and, uh, and give, us a, give us a 100-foot circle around. See what you see. Bucks does a circle, and the rest of you kind of stay low and look around, and I'd love perception checks from all of you. you look it. around, look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now. And cheers to that. Even though I am wearing the shirt that says I'm not dead yet. Salute. I wore this in honor of you guys, by the way. Because <laughs> we're not dead yet, motherfucker. Nice. You know I'm not dead. All right, so <laughs> Jonathan the Magic Muscular is still obsessed with his apple. Uh, so Bucks- Jonathan and Bucks. Bucks is, wow, Bucks is not feeling perceptive this morning. Bucks, Bucks didn't eat breakfast. What, what'd he you did eat get? breakfast. Uh, so Jonathan the Magimuscular got an eight and Bucks got a nine. Ooh, all right. And Travancore and Shadow. Picking up the slack. Uh, Travancore rolled a 23, Shadow a 20. Not natural. I'm beginning to think your dice are loaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, feast or famine, right? If they weren't virtual. I know they're digital dice, but I think you like hacked into the code <laughs> i'm not complaining i don't know why be, you are 
<laughs> Except for the fact that he was also rolling those ones, which were, you know. It's all I roll anymore. <laughs> so, Jonathan, this is not your thing. Like, fireballs and magic and making things go crazy was your thing. And while Bucks is super perceptive, you and him are still a little emotionally drained from the night before it was it was intense and so you look around and there's trees there's trees travancore you are comfortable in the woods and shadow especially having to share the pocket house like he's always been comfortable in the house but now there's horses and poop and it feels a little odd and yesterday was traumatic and so it almost is relaxing Why is he so uncomfortable with horses he loves Raggy. Oh yeah, I mean he has no problem with the horses, but you know, the, suddenly your your cozy little house is a lot less cozy He's with not an only four child giant horses. <laughs> well, and Shadow is a large bear, so getting outside kind of felt good. And as you guys look around, you take extra notice of the ground looking for tracks. And while you do find a set of giant tracks that looks like three of them, um, Travancore, you've got that thing that lets you know about your favored enemy, how many there were, and tell me the details on that. Yes, yeah, so it's actually under Natural Explorer. So when tracking other creatures, you can also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. Okay, you find you find these tracks, and using that ability of yours, you know that there were uh, three giants passed through this way about 10 to 12-ish hours ago. And these tracks that you found are actually heading back towards where the encampment is. So this would have been, they would have passed by this area before you guys had done your little shadow play. But as far as around the teleportation circle and in this general area, those are the only tracks you find and you don't see anything other than just the natural wildlife. Well, sounds good to me. I'm I'm ready to head back in. All right. You guys head back in. And in the few minutes that it's taken you, Bernie has managed to whip up an entire four-course breakfast with the Modrons of the few things that you guys have. And you seem to remember that all you really have is like a, a giant slab of ham, some flour, and a few apples. So it's a little weird, but hey, tastes good. No, 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 not Jonathan. He's eaten breakfast. Oh, I helped myself. I hit Jonathan on the hand with a spatula and I say, no, I'm sorry, you had your breakfast. Oh, they, oh, well, you know, it, that was first breakfast. I hear the halflings eat second breakfast. So I'm having second breakfast. Fine. Jonathan gets to have breakfast and she's whining about it. Uh, Carlton, you wake up to the sound of Bernie whining. <laughs> I go, I, I stumble down the steps, still bleary. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to school. Right. I smell, I smell breakfast. Ooh, breakfast. Wait, uh, Carlton. Wait, wait, wait. Did you actually ever go to school? I didn't see Enfail <laughs> High while we were out there. Uh, school of hard knocks <laughs> are you sure school wasn't just tending to the horses in the barn uh, maybe I don't know I had breakfast okay yes. school of breakfast School. I went to the school of hard knocks and I helped right. myself to some breakfast you guys sit down eat some surprisingly good robot breakfast considering robots as moderns as far as you know don't eat they've still managed to put together a good breakfast what would you like to do? All right. Uh, we need to talk about what we're going to do next. We do that a lot. Uh, yeah. 
So we it's better than just rushing off head first and not knowing. It's true. The so the shadow play didn't quite go as well as I had hoped. I, w- I was hoping no. we'd scare that entire band away. But you for have some an reason, about life, I do not share, my friend. Well, I Jonathan Magimuscular is a gla- is a lightning bolt half damage kind of guy. Um, he no, he doesn't know lightning bolt. Why would he say that? Um, so we need to. You, you might not know the spell, but I, I but guess you know I, the I spell. You're aware of it. Is. You're aware of it. So the options as I see them are: we go back, we mop up the rest of the giants, we see who's left, we kill this matriarch. Uh, we option B would be we we say job well done, re giants, and we go and and continue our way to find this rot demon. Uh, or option C, as always, we turn tail, tell and fail that we uh that things are just gonna get worse and tell them all to run, and say fuck all this, head back to Waterdeep. I mean, we wanted to go to the Crypt Garden, and we spent all this goddamn time in that goddamn horse town. It was like four <laughs> days. We I sp- love, oh, I love how like now the chorus of "fuck Ampale, it has a has a tenor in in Travancore, and now a soprano, alto, soprano. What's Bernie soprano. singing voice? Beautiful soprano. So it's it. We're getting a chorus of of Ampale sucks. I thought Ampale was fine. Carlton also. I'm just saying we fine. spent like two months there one night, and yeah. we spent four days. It, <laughs> it felt like four, two and a half it months. It felt like two and a half months, but it was it like four days. Long. <laughs> so all right. Um, so I'm just saying no. We're not doing no. We came out here. If I had. They can't even make a hot dog. I haven't had a proper hot dog in God fucking knows how long. And if we're going to come out here and there's a demon and it's rotting, we're going to banish it. And then we're going to talk to that nice lady so she can go to the crib garden and log. Because I'm pretty sure that's what set us on this course anyway. And she was my friend for five minutes at least. Yeah. I, I don't remember her name, but yeah, she was cool. I was yeah. To agree with Bernie that the the Crypt Garden is the main issue at hand, and we've done what we could against the giants. I think messing with them again is just like hitting a hornet's nest. You guys have hornets in the favor, right? That's not just a common thing. We do have hornets. Oh in yeah. Favorite. Okay. All right. Just making sure. How you so say hornets? Bees. Hornets <laughs> from Charlotte. <laughs> I remember when they were from New Orleans. <laughs> they were always from Charlotte. They just took a little fucking break, okay? Yep, yep. Now they're pelicans. Hornets, pelicans. Literally, they're talking about the birds and the bees. So, I guess the question is, do we want to even surveil the giant camp to see how we did, or we just want to say, that's the end of that chapter, throw a scarf over our neck, and, and head out? I don't object to a little bit of surveillance, just to report back to, uh, to Larry, to let him know just how badly they need to prepare and one would think all these well-connected lords of anvil they don't have connections to heroes in water deep they can help them out a little bit like a couple of people well i don't know man i don't think anybody really likes those people i mean no offense against your family carlton they're very <laughs> nice but did you like anyone else in anvil i think one person I, I liked i know and that was really sweet and maybe one day you will bone but <laughs> i got along with most people other than the uh amcothra family did you like them, though? Did you go, oh, man, 
the world is a better place for their their existence in it. Well, I don't think I've said that about anybody. Exactly. I mean, I haven't said that about you. Exactly. Now, let's go kill this rot demon and I think I I I think Travancore's right. I think if they've got the money, if they got enough money to breed weird little devil spawn horses to fight with each other on the racetracks for fun, they've got enough money to hire a hero to kill a giant. Or to evacuate to Anfield, it seemed to, I mean, to, to Waterdeep. Waterdeep, there you go. <laughs> I feel like the giants may have been on the move because of what's happening in the Crypt Garden. Yeah. You know, like, they were forced to, because of all that nastiness... Forced to relocate and ravage and pillage. And so maybe if, you know, we fix the problems, then the other problems go away. I, like I agree. That idea. That's a- you see you see Carlton like counting on his figures like <laughs> problems go away and yes, high five. Carlton has a good idea and gets I a high five Carlton. If we were to look <laughs> at Carlton, like there'd be like little like symbols and stuff floating around his head, beautiful mind style, but they're like one plus one and like Equals zero. Sign. Yeah. <laughs> the lowercase a, because he's not ready for capitals yet. It's just question marks for days. I, I agree <laughs> with that. And I think that even if we even if we halved the, the giants, which from what I can recall, we made about 17 or so flee. Uh, who We made a few more kind of leave, and then we killed a couple. Yeah. I, I At the very least... There's less of them to take resources, so they'll be less likely to move anytime the, soon. They're gonna need to. They're gonna need to lick their wounds. Yeah. They're they gonna need to lick their wounds, their and mommy. they don't need as much food. Like the whole reason why they're moving, like Carlton said, is because there's not as much food around. Well, now that there's less to feed, they'll be they'll be staying put for a little while longer. So yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just reaffirming. An intelligent yeah. person is agreeing with you. We bought ourselves enough time to cleanse the tank. I'm smart, SMRT. I know. It's a great being smart's awesome. All right. Uh, I like this. Something to think about myself. So do we even want to bother or do we just want to let's let's do this. Uh let's head to the Crypt Garden, wherever we make camp. Assuming I haven't fireballed the shit out of something, I'll send a report to Sir Laros then. That sounds like a good plan. I concur. I like that plan. Assuming I haven't fireballed the shit out of something. Episode title. Episode title. There we go. Ding. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> All right. So you guys, it sounds like you're just going to uh, leave and head straight for the Crypt Garden? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now not. Okay. I would like to save my progress. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did that last night when you were uh, sleeping. I think that's how that works. Okay. That's great. All right. You guys finish breakfast, get cleaned up, grab the horses. Now that they've had it, they've also had a chance to rest and recoup a little bit. It doesn't take nearly as much effort to get them back outside, although it's a, a little nerve wracking. And you you do manage to get everybody back out into the forest. Who's going to deactivate the the teleportation circle? I'll do it. All right, Travancore grabs the Black Bolt and deactivates it. So you guys are about eight hours from Red Larch, uh, a couple of hours from the Long Road, and you do know that you could conceivably just head straight for the Crypt Garden. It would probably take at least two, maybe three days, depending on uh, how fast you go. Or you could go back to Red Larch, depending on if you wanted to try a safer route. You could 
take some of the long road up north and get a little closer to the Crypt Garden before you start to go over land, but that might take a little longer. Um, what way would you like to go? I mean, safe is probably good, right? Nine times out of ten. See? Still counting. Still counting, yes. Super proud of you, buddy. And I agree. I don't like this. This is weird. I've got all these things in my head. They're squealy lines that equal things. That's okay. You just ignore those. Okay. Like everybody else. I mean, I would vote to take the safer route, but that's just one person's vote. Yeah, we've... we've We're literally riding into danger, so let's minimize the the pre-danger risk a bit, if we can. Let's minimize burning ourselves out. Yes. Fitting... Uh, literally uh, and metaphorically. Ah. Uh, uh, oh, you said a thing. Uh, that, that means a thing. Got it. Okay. So it would take you about two or three hours to get back to the long road from here. And then you could take the long road fairly far north. You would have to go through Red Larch again. But. Can we cut. Wait, go around. I don't have our map. Can we cut Maggot? Up. Who's got a link to the map? Yes, we can cut Maggot. So basically, within the next eight hours, you could cut across to the long road and get back to Red Larch. And that if you wanted to continue along the long road north, it would take you about another day of travel before you would be just to the east of the Crypt Garden. And then at that point, you'd only be about 20, 25 miles from the actual forest. If you wanted to head straight across the open expanse of wilderness from either where you got on the long road or from Red Larch, you could probably get to the edge of the Crypt Garden in a day, but you'd be going across open territory. Or you could do some combination of the two, depending on what you'd like to do. I feel like, what if we went a little bit, or, what if we like dodged around Red Larch? Is that possible? I'm good with that. Like, we yeah, don't have I mean, to go you... through the city, we could go around the city. Yeah. There's one thing I've learned playing the uh, playing this weird Palace of the Mind game that I just uh, started playing, uh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, is that you can effectively drive over land pretty well. And so I figure horses got to be the same. It's something I do in my head. You would all know, you wouldn't need a mind palace to know that your horses, unless it's super difficult terrain are not really going to have a problem going over the regular terrain. So being on the road or off the road are not necessarily going to affect the speed of your horses, but obviously the road is slightly safer than not the road. I mean, take the road and then once we get near Red Larch, kind of like give it a wide berth, like that time I met a raccoon at night. (laughs) Okay. So you guys mount your horses and you're just going to you're going to go back to the long road and head north until you reach around Red Larch? Yeah. Okay. And about how many miles from Red Larch would you like to stop and avoid the town? That is a very good question. Anybody got some suggestions? Let's do That's my job is to ask all those questions. Wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. Uh-oh. The Uh-oh. dice says 5 miles. A little closer than that. I say we we creep up on it maybe a bit closer, like maybe half a mile. Maybe we get Bucks to, like, do a flyover and meet us on the other side. Okay. okay. We'll be out of touch for a little bit, but um, do we want to send uh, uh, Shadow for a, for a, like, animal companion uh, friendship quest kind of thing? Sure, what the hell. 
No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Uh, if, you, if you don't, if you don't want to, that's fine because uh, Bucks can fly and is a lot more stealthy. Although now that I think about it, like this would be a great little like, like if anyone wanted to write fan like fan fiction, then what happened on like like Bucks and and Shadows little. A uh, little jaunt through the thing, and they they talk to each other. Like since the, none of the humans are around, they actually like talk to each other, and you find out like what their personalities are like. And they have a they have a little adventure that would make a great short story. Stay tuned, enablers. <laughs> That's only going to happen if Disney actually buys Wizards of the Coast and starts making D and D movies. <laughs> there was a wizard D or not wizards, but a D and D movie, and it was fucking terrible. I know. Was there? there was also that and yes, and it was awful. And there was also that uh, animated series from oh, the ages ago. Of the 80s. Yeah, that was also awful. I mean, it did have Marlon Wayne in it, but it was still bad. <laughs> it had Little Wayne in it. No, Marlon Wayne. Oh, Marlon. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> he was supposed to be Robin, but that's a story for another time. Oh, oh fuck! I forgot that he re- was supposed to be Robin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so we're just sending bucks. Yeah, yes. just bucks. That's fine. Okay, are you guys waiting for him to do a flyover, or are you going to ride around Red Larch while he's doing this? Let's just make effective use of our time. We can ride a lot. Around yeah, I think we should do both. Yeah. You know, like, while he's going, we're going. Sure. So you can go around Red Larch to the west or to the east. Which way would you like to go? Um, well, the the west, I was gonna say, because the west is towards the Crypt Garden. Yeah. Right? So. I'll go with that. And how, how far of a a berth would you like to give the town? Basically the edge of the town. Be a half a mile? Uh, how about three quarters? Three quarters? That's, that's safer. Hey, listen, I'm really into math today. Okay. So. (laughs) Let's let Carlton have this one and give it three quarters of a mile. I will, I will concede the extra quarter mile. (laughs) You mean the All extra right, you guys, the extra part of a of a bit of a distance. So you guys, as Bucks wings his way essentially straight over Red Larch, you guys head off the long road to the west. See you later, buddy. Now that you're back north, a bit uh, more north after these eight hours of riding, you're kind of back into the the, the landscape has become muddy the trees are more dead the the grass is brown and withering the sky overhead is kind of this gray overcast and it's towards the end of the day it's it's just getting towards sunset because you guys had a little bit of a late start in the day and the the whole atmosphere is very gray and oppressive as you ride through it's also very quiet and so as the black chargers they're their hooves kind of clop in the mud in a very echoey way in a weird way. It's It seems to be the only sound you hear. You don't hear any other sounds around you. There should be birds and you're close enough to this town. You should hear people and regular wildlife. And there's not even like a breeze coming through here. It's just very still and it'd be ominous if it wasn't so depressing. So you would definitely say that all the leaves are brown. All the leaves are brown, and the sky. And, and the sky is gray. Yeah, the sky I mean, is guys, gray. We have been on a walk. Well, and it is a winter's day. I mean, I I'd be safe and warm. Well, actually, no, you're very cold. Okay. So, and we're and not we're not in Greenest or L.A. or wherever. No, we're gonna stop that now because we'll get sued. <laughs> I like the bit. I was hoping more people would join the bit. I didn't no, get the I bit. No, I totally like the bit. I just don't want to get sued. All right, you head. Were you talking about moonlight? 
Yes. Shut up. Absolutely. <laughs> As you continue north, you eventually come across another road. And you do know that Red Larch is, is located at the cross of several paths, the long road only being the largest of them. Uh, you would all know that, you know, several of these roads kind of meet there. It's mostly a very well-worn dirt path. It seems to be a little less well-traveled than the long road as you kind of cross it cautiously, taking a look east and west as you pass by this. You don't see anybody and you continue around. And uh, as you start, I'm assuming at this point you're going to head back to the long road you're not heading overland you said back to the long road safest okay. way uh i'd love you all to roll perception checks uh travancore and shadow the good times continue 22 for travancore 21 for shadow well it's, it's not just good times you should be good at this so yeah that makes sense uh bernie kind of your job bernie got an eight all right carlton is in the same boat as bernie with an eight all right, and Jonathan, but not Bucks right now. Right. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular gets a 14. Okay. As you guys pass over this other road, head back into... It's kind of a little bit of an open... It would be open grassland, except the grass has all died. So it's basically open mudland. It's just stinky. Most of you are distracted by how gray everything is. It's oppressive and depressing and it's you're just you're kind of looking for color or something especially having come from a forest that seems to still be filled with life travancore you and shadow managed to kind of look past that and you do see back in the town as the sun is setting behind the town, so through the shadows of the buildings, the, the ruins of Red Larch, as it were, you do see shapes moving. They're a little too far away to distinguish exactly what they are, and they don't seem to be moving towards you. You kind of catch dark shapes moving between buildings, but you do notice some quiet movement back towards the direction of Red Larch. I'd be okay with moving an extra quarter of a mile away from the town, just as a precaution. You, want it? you really want that quarter mile? I can't blame you. Let's do it. I mean, we're on the long road. Aren't we going away from the town no matter what? Well, yeah, we are. Well, we're, we're going around the town, but we're currently, I think, seven point three three quarters of a mile outside of the town. So I'm thinking oh, let's okay. ra- round it up to a full mile just That's as a precaution. That's five. Point five. No. Yeah. No, but you were very close, so good job. <laughs> right. Yeah, three quarters is ha- point 0.5. No, point 0.75. Like, what but- you don't know is Carlton is actually in the metric system, and the rest of you are in the imperial system, so you're both correct. As That's you- not how any of that works! <laughs> I know. I know. So Travancore kind of eases you. You continue to head north, but now you're kind of, you're not making the immediate turn back towards the long road, which is getting you a little more distance. At this point, Jonathan, go ahead and roll a perception check for Buck. All right. He is way better at these than I am. Uh, 19. Okay. As he's flown uh, directly over the town, kind of scoping it out, and then looking ahead of where you're going to be joining back up with the long road. He also sees what Travancore and Shadow saw on the ground, the shapes. He's able to, because he's flying directly over, see a little bit more distinct. He actually sees two separate small groups 
of shapes. One which seems to be those those black bad luck foxes from a couple days ago that you fought. The other, at first he thinks, are some more of the herpes. And then he's actually not sure what they are. They're, they very quickly move out of his his field of view, but they don't seem to notice him. And both groups seem to be moving within the town. Neither seem to be leaving. And then he joins up with you on the other side of Red Larch on the long road. The path at this point is still completely deserted. He hasn't seen anybody. He doesn't see any carts coming. And as you meet up with him on the northern side of Red Larch, heading away, it seems to be clear but it continues to be very oppressively quiet all right uh as soon as bucks gets back i relay this to the group all right now it's getting towards dark uh how long would you like to keep on going i want to be a little bit away from red larch yeah let's put some distance between us and the town okay about how many more hours would you like to travel or how far would you like to go it's two more hours. We've been going, it's been how many hours? That's what I was thinking, two hours. It's been about eight hours, but you left this morning fairly late because of getting right. a long rest. So you left around 10-ish in the morning, you know, late morning. Uh, so you got here to this area of Red Larch about six-ish as the sun was just completely setting. And so at this point, it's now pretty dark. Would it be insight or animal handling to see how... Horse and McHorse face is feeling. Uh, give me an animal handling. They are animals. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine with a 10. Hmm. Uh, with a 10, it's a horse, and he's continuing to follow your directions. I just don't want to wear him thin. He has been uh, he has been hoofing my fat ass for eight hours. Yeah, horse. it's been eight hours, but, I mean, these are large horses, and you have not been pushing them. You didn't rush through this. So you're pretty confident that you could probably go for another hour or two, as long as you're not going to be sprinting, galloping, um, and especially on a road that, at least stamina-wise, these horses should be fine. Okay. Beyond that, especially now that it's getting dark, there might be other concerns, but his- Are you saying all the your horses, night is dark and full of terrors? Yeah. The night is dark and full of D&D branded terrors. Gotcha. <laughs> The other piece of it is, like, we don't have access to the pocket house for another one tonight. So, yeah. that's a consideration. We're, 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 we're off-roading it. Yeah. We're camping. Yep. Like the good old days. Hmm. Well, that's certainly a way to describe them. All right. How long or how far would you like to continue before you decide to stop? Um, I'm okay with the two hours. Yeah, let's, let's, let's aim for two, but call it early if we feel like the horses are getting a little tired. All right. So yeah, two more hours will get you plenty out of town. It's going to be about six or seven more miles. And as you continue to go, it, it gets completely dark. If you were close to Red Larch, there might have been some ambient light, but that town is deserted and destroyed. As the sun goes down, there is nothing else. And the area around you... You're kind of in the low part of the Sumber Hills, so it was already sparse as far as trees go to begin with, with the landscape showing this decay. The trees, the few trees and shrubs that are around are all withered, and they're casting strange shapes in your dark vision. And it's 
still eerily quiet. There are no crickets as the, the night falls. There's no frogs. You don't see any uh, stars or even the moon up ahead because it continues to be this this slate gray cloud cover above you that's just grown into this oppressive blackness. And the horses seem to be on edge. You can tell by their their ears looking around. They're they're wary. You don't know if it's because of anything specific or it's just the same kind of thing you're feeling. Shadow and Bucks both are sticking a little closer to their people. Uh, Bernie, you can feel Coco Snoot also glancing about a bit more than he usually does. And it just, it feels nervous. Okay. Mm. I'm going to do a perception check, given how shitty everything feels. Sure. Go ahead and roll a perception. I got a 23. How shitty is it in reality? So you've got dark vision, right? Yes, I do. So to the extent of your dark vision, the the ground is damp and muddy and mossy and the trees are dead and dying and everything feels diseased. Mm, can I do a religion check to see how much I know about rot demons and if it could affect this? Sure. 26, but I'm real good at it when I decide I want to do it. Your specific religion doesn't deal with demons very often because those are, are things from from realms you don't even want to think about. You do know uh, your goddess finds most demons, fiends, abhorrent. And the idea of them being on this plane is something that, that she would definitely be unhappy with. Don't worry, Bay. We're going to take care of that. As far as the specific demon that uh, Nagat told you about, you were not familiar with a rot demon. So kind of all of the, the knowledge you know of as far as the specific demon is from him. And he seemed to believe that this thing has had enough time to propagate, propagate and seep into the surrounding area to get this far. Certainly what you've seen around Red Larch and what you've heard about the destruction of that town lends credence to that. You also know in general that some of the less reputable religions that would go ahead and try to sum summon something from the abyss are very well aware of the fact that Demons that are bound to the material plane, all they really care about is getting free and wreaking havoc before they are forced to return. And it wouldn't surprise you if whatever this thing was, was eventually strong enough, but also malignant enough to cause this much chaos this far out. Cool. You know, I feel like we should send this fucker home. I do too. He just wants to go home. Yeah, home, home, Defo, Defo, his home. No one We else will is. send him home uh, with his ass on fire from my fireballs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fireball. Um, but also something to think about. Do you think any of us could make an entire region rot? No, but um, I could do a number on a bathroom, but I don't know about a whole region. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it depends I mean, on what Carlton's eating. This, this is the poop show anyway. Why, why, why stop? Right? 
It has had a year to be here. Well, who else but us? I guess is the question. Yes, like, I just say proceed with caution is where I'm going with this. That and that is absolutely smart. So yeah. and maybe we kill something that has gives us enough experience to level up before we take this asshole on. I would love to have more spells. That would be great. I mean, do we want to go see what those shadow figures are in Red Lark? No, no, let's not. No, we, let's no. not We've fuck around. Let's. Okay. I'm just we, saying we'll probably kill something else on our two day journey. All right, well, we'll just, uh, I mean, I guess all of our senses are heightened, so. We're on we, high alert. Yeah, I yeah mean, we're on high, we're on high alert. The that could also explain why we're not seeing anything, because if it's a rot demon, it makes everything inhospitable, and it's been here for like a year, maybe most of what's here is gone. Yeah, it could be. Like these, these stupid chaos hounds and the harpies, or maybe... Chaos All that's left. The little chaos foxes or whatever bad they were. Bad luck foxes. Yeah. They're bad, like oh, bad, bad juju news dogs. bears. But bad juju dogs, yeah. Not, right. not yeah. A... Bad news, bear, bad news, not bears. <laughs> Bernie, your religion check would, would kind of confirm that any demon, nonetheless something that was specifically called some kind of rot demon, but any demon, they carry the abyss with them when they are summoned or bound to the material plane. And it is just natural for plants in their area to wither and die, for natural beasts and animals to shun the area and run. The natural world will react to it, irregardless of what kind of demon it is. The The abyssal plane is chaotic hell, and the material plane does not abide it. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be an incredibly powerful demon. Just its mere presence will cause the earth to rot. And then, of course, what you've been told is this is specifically a rot demon. So there's there's a lot of rot going on. This You're thinking back to what you know, what you've been told, and, and putting together the dots. No, you're actually not surprised by this or even the distance. Okay, well, this is going to be fun. Who wants to take the first watch tonight? Let's find a nice, safe place to do that, huh? Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular will. That way, right before bed, he can send his report. Sounds good. And I figure anything that attacks us in the night hopefully won't require all three, four, five fireballs that he has. Four fireballs. No? Four fireballs that he has. All right, um, where would you guys like to camp? Slightly off the road. But not too far off the road. Is there a nice ditch? Uh, go ahead and give me a survival check. Oh, someone else needs to do that. Bernie doesn't survive. I'm okay, I'm okay well, uh, at this. Well, yeah, me too. I got a couple of skills with this. Uh, I got a 25. I That's a natural 20, so we're going to have the first drink oh, of the actually, night. actually, well, you have some good <laughs> But I've been drinking all night. I rolled just to see if I could beat it, and I didn't. Bernie's still shit at it, though. She got a 9. She's like, eh, look at ditch. All right, so uh, Travancore, what was your roll? 23. And uh, Carlton, I know you rolled a natural 20, but what was your, your final result? 25 total. The two of you, you're kind of doing that thing in where, oh, I need to stop for gas soon, but I don't need to stop immediately, so I'm just going to keep an eye out for the best place to stop for gas. And so the two of you are, as you continue to head north on the long road, keeping an eye out for places to stop. And Carlton 
sees it before Travancore only due to the fact that Travancore seems to be focusing on one side of the road while Carlton's looking at the other. But very quickly, the two of you agree as soon as you you see. Normally, you'd look like for a grove of trees or uh, a bit of sheltered area, but it, it feels a little unnatural to be near these dead trees. And you're not exactly sure if being near some of this dead and dying vegetation is a good idea. But what you do find is you come across on the left side of the road what looks like the ruins of a long dead inn. It's a very small building that the roof collapsed dozens of years ago. It's only really got three walls, but it looks like it was a a fairly nice stone structure whenever it was originally built. And while it won't necessarily protect you from the elements as much, the three standing walls and the the remains of the stone floor are going to keep you out of the mud and keep you sheltered on three sides. And so Carlton kind of spots it. And as soon as he's saying something, it's, it's just kind of on the edge of your dark vision. You're going to have to kind of ride off the the trail a little bit. But it seems to be pretty perfect as a relatively safe place and not have to be near these creepy trees. So you set up camp for the night. Uh, it sounded like goes, oh, this this is nice. It's a nice little upgrade. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. it's better than better in the than mud. the mud. Okay, so fantastic. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna approach this uh, this inn tactically, and so Jonathan the Magic Muscular is gonna go in, finger guns drawn, and he's gonna he's gonna go up to Carlton, and he's gonna and he's gonna like say, give him a yes. And, and as if he expects Carlton to bust down the door, <laughs> or just like or op- or open the door. I, I open the door okay. like a like a normal door. There is no door. The door is long ago rotted. There's just kind of the frame Jonathan where the you know a door. Oh, I still open the door. I make the motions to open the door, <laughs> and okay. I hold open the invisible door for JMM. Roll a performance check. This is gonna go great. Let me tell you. I'm performance. excited about this. 17. Great. Pretty good. That's not too bad. He should have Carlton, a second career as a mime. Yeah, his invisible door, like, it's good enough that Jonathan, even though you know for a fact there isn't a door there for a moment, you think maybe there's an invisible door there and Carlton just managed to, no, he's just really good. I, I mean, such things do exist, but nope, nope, you're, you're right. I start putting my hands up in the air and like stopping them in front of me and then like up top, like I'm trapped inside of an invisible box. <laughs> All right, you guys kind of scout out this general area, and it seems to be quiet. You don't find anything of danger. Once again, it's depressingly, oppressively quiet. You're you, you're used to sounds in the wilderness, and there is nothing. But you also don't see anything of danger. You set up camp for the night. You have some food. It sounds like, Jonathan, you said you wanted to do first watch? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to do before you go to sleep? Uh, I guess I'll take second. Third. Yeah. I guess I'll take the last one. Okay. As you all drift off to sleep, Jonathan, roll a perception check. Roll a don't kill the party check. That is a 17. Okay. You give your goggles on, so that helps. I also have bucks, so I guess if that had really sucked. You know what? There are bad luck foxes around. Let's... Give Bucks a shot. Yeah, if you want wow, Bucks, Bucks to... is sleepy as hell. Oh, yeah. oh buddy. Little you buddy, that's Bucks. okay. So Bucks is no out. longer nocturnal, thanks to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. 
Here, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Shh. He he doesn't want to sleep because he knows that it's important to stay up and and keep he's, watch with you. He, but he's doing the whole like, oh no, I'm I'm okay. I can I can stay up. Huh? And, and he's <laughs> nodding off. I'm just like just just it's okay, buddy. You've done enough today. So you're kind of hanging out. There's a three still standing walls of this inn, and you're kind of leaning against one of the far walls, looking out into the darkness of the area that's not sheltered by a wall everybody else seems to be asleep and about an hour or two into your watch you hear help me jesus fucking christ (laughs) are you praying to that god because that's not a god that's in favor no that was jonathan the actual player (laughs) yeah that was creepy as fuck lauren that was awesome, <laughs> but also, yeah. <laughs> All right. You um, sound like Scooby and Shaggy, yeah. <laughs> you hear that, and you stiffen before you have a chance to really respond. You hear, Jonathan, help me. Wait, what? <gasps> Forest, Forest needs help. Help me. Um, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to, is going to back up into a corner, take his blanket and like literally hold it up to his head (laughs) and like, and shake. Zoinks. (laughs) Yeah, Lori, you got it. I don't know how long, much longer I can take that voice because it's No, no, keep it, keep it going. It's creepy as fuck. Keep it going. So creepy. I have to go to bed at some point. It's not going to happen. I know, I know. We gotta resolve uh, Jonathan, this I need I you to die. roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Okay. <gasps> wisdom saving throw. All right. Well, uh-oh. Um, I might be proficient in it. Let me see. I am proficient in it, but it is a 13. 13. Okay. You're, you're freaked out, and you look around, and you don't see anything. Uh, Buck's kind of comes he's been nodding off and coming back and nodding off and coming back and uh, as you startle he comes awake and feeling your unease you both glance around and after a couple of minutes it's still quiet and oppressive but you don't hear anything else okay i'm going to um how how far along is it in my watch um you guys are doing you're doing four watches throughout the night so you're about 30 minutes away from the end of your watch. It's like an hour and a half. Okay. If you're doing like two hour watches each, it sounds like for a full eight hours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So it's, you're about 30 minutes away from the end. So Jonathan, the magic muscular is still like in, in scared kid mode. And he slowly puts his hand up, his fingers up to his mind uh, or up to his uh, head, uh, professor Xavier style and closes his eyes and starts casting sending. Who are you sending? Uh, Sir Laros. Okay. And I say, giant camp engaged, four dead, 17 possibly more fled, giant camp at half strength, likely not a danger at the moment, uh, proceeding to Crypt Garden. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> Over. <laughs> All right. By the way, Carlton says hi. <laughs> Carlton loves you. You feel this uh, message gets sent. After a few heartbeats, 
you hear a voice and for a moment it startles you because the last voice that you heard in your head creeped you out but you yeah no no totally totally (laughs) totally and for the briefest of moments as the first syllable comes out you don't know who is talking in you but hi Uh. thank you i got your message we will stay on alert, but it sounds like that is something we might be able to handle. Be safe. All right. Seems like Laros has figured out that he only has so many words. Awesome. Hmm. And <laughs> he probably asked someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Jonathan, Jonathan the Magimuscular spends the last 25 minutes of his watch as the longest 25 minutes of his life. Okay. Uh... It's eerie and quiet. It is nerve-wracking, but n- nothing else seems to happen. All right. Who's got next watch? Carlton. Carlton does. Carlton, uh, as you wake up, I I say, um, I heard what sounded like a child calling my name and telling me that the forest needed help. And I put my hand on your shoulder, and I say, it's okay, buddy. I also hear voices sometimes. No, it's normal. No, 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 no. It's okay. This was, okay. This was, this I don't was judge. quite real. Um, <laughs> Bucks is, would it be possible, I, I, if Bucks is kind of like nodded off, I kind of wake him a little bit, just very gently, and say, hey, Bucks, Carlton may need your help uh, keeping an eye out for creepy forest things uh do you think you could stay up with him and i promise you can sleep you can sleep as long as you want tomorrow hey jonathan how about this if i feel like i need help how about i wake him would he that way he can get some sleep instead of having to force through it well i don't know that if if you woke him he'd be able to help you if it if this thing puts you under his thrall then whatever it is if it like Ah, it's fine if it starts making you walk towards the door he may not be awake to help you Nah, I don't go anywhere I don't want to. I'm in control of myself. Um, and, and Jonathan looks at you. He's like, remember that time I cast old person on you? No. <laughs> okay. Bucks. Obviously lying through my teeth. Bucks, um, you think you could do that for me, buddy? Bucks is, ha- he perches up on the wall above where Carlton seems to be setting himself up and seems to start preening himself and to get himself back awake. Okay. Um, and I leave, I leave a pile of our owl treats right by uh, Carlton. Okay. Jonathan Magic Muscular. Out. Uh, and Jonathan, it takes you a little while to get to sleep. It's I it's if creepy. I like Jonathan the actual person is a master at getting to sleep under just about any circumstance, and I would imagine Jonathan the Magic Muscular is as well. Jonathan the Magic Muscular, yeah, has issues getting to sleep. Fair enough. And it takes a little longer than you normally would, especially with it being so quiet. But eventually you do fall asleep. Carlton, go ahead and roll a perception check as your watch begins. Uh, 13. Okay. You glance out into the darkness. You're once again bothered the same way Jonathan was by how quiet everything is. You're used to there always being noises out in the wilderness, even not in the forest. And you don't see anything. You don't hear anything. As you continue to keep an eye out, especially out kind of towards the the open area, you're watching where the doorway is. The clouds really haven't 
cleared up at all. So you don't see any stars and it's really only your dark vision and whatever little embers of the, the fire that are left. And uh, Bucks is above you preening and keeping an eye out and preening and keeping an eye out. Carlton. New phone. Who this? <laughs> you know who this is? Help. Who? Help. I, I I don't know I don't know a help. Is this Flumpf? Flumpf bro? Go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw, please. Bucks, as soon as he hears that, flies down onto Carlton's head and starts giving him oh. scritches. Thirteen. Thirteen wisdom. Oh, is he helping uh, me with the saving throw? Yes. Alright, go ahead and roll with it. Twenty two! Natural twenty. Drink. Okay. Drink. You think really hard about this voice that you're hearing you're you're not quite sure if it's coming from outside or inside your head and buck scratching you kind of grounds you enough to not get so freaked out that you can't try to triangulate and it it seems to kind of be coming from everywhere but after a few moments after bucks has been uh, scratching your shoulder don't hear anything else i kind of call out i'm like can it wait six more hours Silent. I I guess so. That was that silence right there, ladies and gentlemen, fellow listeners, was very tense. In 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 my view. All right, oh Carlton. God. As you and Bucks continue your watch over the next final few minutes, uh, nothing else seems to disturb the quiet. Uh, who who's next on watch? Uh, Travancore. Yo. And I go, hey, buddy. So, it sounds like Girl Flump Bro is asking for help, but I don't know. It's coming from all directions. Jonathan said he was hearing voices, and I was like, ah, no, it's fine. But there's actually voices in our heads. Huh. So, be aware of that. And I look to Shadow, and I'm like, if he starts just talking randomly, keep him alert. And Shadow kind of gives a little bit of a nod, and you two had been kind of curled up together against the chill, and now that you're both standing, he... Uh, very obviously moves a step closer to you. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. Everything okay? And by the time he's, like, standing up, I'm already passed out. Okay. And Bucks, as you kind of pass out, Bucks wings on over, lands on top of Jonathan, who has also finally fallen asleep, and just kind of fluffs up a bit, gives Travancore an inscrutable look, and then closes his eyes. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess I'm on watch. All right, go ahead and so you and Shadow are gonna watch together. Correct. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Both of us, or just me? Uh, if you'd like Shadow to look around as well, then he's more than welcome to All roll right. a perception. Shadow's gonna look around as well. Oh <laughs> well, fat lot of good that did. <laughs> All right, so uh, Travancore rolls a nineteen. Shadow rolls a three. Okay, something about. Carlton's warning and especially addressing Shadow directly to keep you safe. Shadow is watching you more than anything else. And so while you take a, a very close look around you during your watch and are keeping an eye out into the darkness and the stillness, Shadow is more like watching your back. Literally, your back or you. And it's a little disconcerting, but it's also kind of comforting to know you've got this giant bear right beside you. As the watch goes on and you peer out into the darkness and you're watching your friends and you're kind of 
absentmindedly scratching the back of Shadow, uh, Shadow's ear, who, knowing that you are trying to be quiet with your friends nearby, isn't really making any noise. The forest needs you, Travancore. I say nothing. Help? Are you coming? Help me. Still nothing. Go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw. I think this is where all my luck runs out, but let's find out. Don't say that. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, do you, I think you barely remembered something. Or barely forgot something. Bear. Oh, he's Shadow barely getting to this point. Did Shadow of the Roll, what did you think of the other two? No, he no. was said to, told to help you if you start. Oh, wait, you don't say anything. Damn it. Oh, wait. I told the trigger was if you started speaking to yourself to help like keep you alert. But I didn't say anything. Nope. But you he didn't did say anything. Nope. All right. You remain quiet and attentive. And it's it's weird. If you hadn't been warned before you got up to watch, you'd almost believe that your mind was playing tricks. It, it kind of seemed this to be this voice that you can't quite identify. You're not sure if it's coming from around you or inside of your head or where it's coming from. Shadow doesn't seem to react to it at all. And after a moment of silence, as you don't respond, nothing else seems to happen. <sighs> well, that's lucky. I sort of give uh, Shadow an extra kind of like, just a quick hug, like around his, his head. Because I feel like I, I dodged a bullet here. All right, uh, Shadow is a little surprised by this. Like, hey, why now? But then is very happy to, and kind of gives you a reassuring rub upside his head, your head with his head. And as you start to pull away, licks you up the side of the face. <laughs> Seems doesn't is a little confused. Doesn't really understand why you need the the comfort, but is going to give it because he loves you. Good bear. Aww. All right, uh, your watch eventually comes to an end. It's very close to morning. There's only the last watch, and you know that Bernie is, is slated for it. All right, I wake up Bernie specifically with a warning. At some point during your watch, you're going to hear a voice, creepy, weird voice in the somewhere asking to help you. Oh. Don't listen to that voice. Watch out for it. It's uh, Jonathan heard it. Carlton heard it. Uh, I heard it. So you're probably going to hear it too. Oh. Any, any, any other, any other, you can tell me anything else about this fun voice? Oh, man, it chilled me to the bone. I don't know where it was coming from. Um, other than that, it, it sounds like the kind of thing, like, there's always a, it sounds like a siren singing you to shipwreck. That's all I can tell you. Oh. Because there is always a siren singing you to shipwreck. Yeah. All the time, that's what they do. I mean, what would they do otherwise? Probably not much. Cool. Bernie's gonna do a thing to find out a little bit more about this. Bernie's Bernie's gonna Bernie's gonna call Bay. Okay. Real quick. Hey, um, Travancore, you you mind praying takes concentration. You wanna sit here for a couple minutes while I ask God a question? Yeah, I can stay awake for a little bit long, longer. Okay, cool. What's Shadow, you can go to bed if you want. Uh Shadow seems very content to stay. Keep watching your back, both literally and figuratively, as long as you are awake. Okay. Augury? Yeah, it's Augury. Bernie's gonna You're cast gonna auger? Augury. She's got her All stuff. All right. She made some tea earlier. We're golden. 
All right. You, I think it's what, 10 minutes? Yeah. No, casting time, one minute. Ooh. Oh, all right. Not necessarily, not nearly as long as I thought. All right. You, you take a moment, kind of wipe the sw- sleep from your eyes, gather your stuff, spend the minute and cast Augury. And... So you have to ask a specific question, if I remember correctly. The results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. That's what you get to ask about. So what would you, what is the specific course of action that you'd like to ask about with your augury? Hey, Queen Bassist friend. Um, <laughs> apparently there is this voice that is going to ask me to help the forest. What if I say yes? All right. You concentrate for a moment, reaching out to the, through this oppressive destruction around you reaching out for the warmth that is your your goddess and after a moment you kind of mentally ask this question and it feels like yes i would like to help so you do get wheel Hmm. all right all right all right all right all right, well, that solidifies what I'm going to do tonight, so... I think Bernie is going to prove to be the bravest of us all. All right, here we go, friends. Big heroes come in small packages. Fine, Bernie, you need me to stay awake for this, or am I good? Nah, nah, I'm good. Um, Coco Snoot's going to sit here and make sure that um, nothing too bad happens. Um, if I... Coco Snoot, if I start getting up and walking away, I want you to wake everybody in the party up. And while this isn't normally one of the the training things, Coco Snoot is going to obediently sit by you and seems to be very attentive. All right. So I guess I'm rolling a perception check. And I'm passing Well, actually, Travancore, you're going to sleep? Yep. Excellent. So it's it's super early morning. It's about uh, an hour and a half before dawn, maybe a little bit less. Um, You're just... Maybe it's a trick of the light, knowing how close you are to dawn, but you can almost see a little bit of coloration on the uh, the horizon, and it almost feels like it might be there, or it might just be wishful thinking in the in this darkness. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. That's a twenty, but not natural. Okay. Uh, yeah. Actually, looking. Nope, that is actually just the the very beginning touches of dawn. It's still going to be kind of a, a gray dumpy day it looks like but the sun is starting to rise it's still quiet you don't hear anything you don't see anything jonathan and travancore after you guys have finished your long your your watch and have gone to sleep and it's taken both of you a little while to like settle into sleep it's been an unsettling watch even though really nothing seemed to happen and you have a dream that is very unsettling it's there's darkness and then there's trees these trees are huge they extend for what seem like miles up into this canopy of black and red clouds that roll above you and while at first these trees seem to be big healthy pines that pierce through these unhealthy clouds they you watch the bark around it wither and shrivel and fall around you like matchsticks shriveled and brown and dead and as you watch these trees almost 
fall from the sky just because of the size of them and thud to the dead earth around you. You hear a familiar voice. It's all dying. It's all gonna, it's all gonna die. And turning around, at first you don't see anybody. And the voice seems to be coming from everywhere and the trees continue to fall and the sky opens up above you as you see more of these clouds and the red turns dark and black and the clouds almost seem to descend. And then you hear, it's not getting any better. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You turn again and behind you is a, is a woman a thin, tall woman with piercing green eyes and pale, pale skin, almost white. She's got white bleached hair down to her waist, but it it feels unnaturally white. It feels like this is this is the color's been leached out of her except for her eyes. And they lock she locks her eyes with you, and you hear the voice coming from her even though her mouth doesn't speak but it is obvious that the, this being is imploring to you as her green eyes lock with yours and she says i'm gonna i'm gonna be here forever it's never gonna end you have he's coming you have to help and you wake up fuck me you too yeah. Ah, I'm fine, guys. It's cool. Oh, hi, friends. You know that creepy uh, voice you heard? Yeah. We're going to do what it wants. It's been about an hour and a half. Bernie, you were actually considering about uh, making some breakfast. Like, you were about to just, like, stoke the fire and, like, gently start to wake everybody up when Travancore and Jonathan both bolt awake breathing heavy sweat pouring down their their faces looking shaken to their core yeah jo- jonathan the magic muscular gets up and his his hands are alight with blue flame he's like Hurrah! and he's like he looks around for a second and then douses his flame he's like, it's like yeah i'm feeling real rested guys i i slept like a fucking baby and it was great i drank bernie, the sugar plums bernie what did you just say oh the creepy voice we're going to do what it wants. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, let's have breakfast. And with that, we'll stop for the evening. And we'll pick this up again the next time. where you can all do what the creepy voice says, apparently. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter.